Hello to all our fabulous listeners, and welcome to the Story Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Bird. Story Seeds is a podcast where imagination rules. On each episode, we take kids' cool ideas and match them up with your favorite authors. Then said kids and authors meet up in real life and put their heads together to grow that story seed into a brand new story. There they are Underneath the soil in the sun Where anything can grow It's another day And another seed has just begun To turn into a show When you find the path Although Story Seeds is a show all about collaboration, today we're taking it to the next level. Now, some of you out there might have siblings. Could you imagine trying to write a story with them? If not, then maybe these two sisters who came up with this one crazy imaginative story seed will change your mind. My name is Siri Zaman. And my name is Zarana Zaman. We We are are 10-year-old twins and we live in New York City. Twin power. Twin magic, double trouble. So would that mean that with twins you get twice the imagination? Our story idea is about a girl who really loves to paint. On her 10th birthday, her kooky aunt gives her a paintbrush and she uses it to paint animals she loves. It turns out that her imagination is opening up doorways to a locked magical world and is letting the animals from her paintings out into the real world. Hmm. Unlocking and traveling to other universes. That's a timeless theme in books. Think about stories like A Wrinkle in Time, a series like The Chronicles of Narnia and His Dark Materials. When all these stories, characters from our world step into new worlds and face obstacles. To grow Siri and Zorana's idea, we knew we had to find an author who has experience breaking into new worlds. And find him, we did. My name is Carlos Hernandez, and I am the author of Sal and Gabby Break the Universe. Carlos is a science fiction and fantasy author. When Rick Riordan of Percy Jackson fame invited Carlos to write a book for his Demigod series that highlights myths and legends from around the world, Carlos wrote Sal and Gabby Break the Universe. It's a story about a Cuban-American kid named Sal who discovers he can reach into time and space to retrieve things from other universes— even his dead mommy. The sequel, Sal and Gabby Fix the Universe, just came out a few weeks ago. With our author all lined up, we made plans for our trio to meet in person. We wanted to find a place where Siri, Zorana, and Carlos could make some art and talk about their story idea. So we picked the Children's Museum of the Arts, or CMA. 
Although New York City is filled with tons of museums where you can look at art, the CMA also has all kinds of studios and spaces where you can do anything from drawing to animation to mixed media, and of course, painting. Bingo. As they walked through the entrance of the museum, Siri and Zorana climbed up a set of stairs and entered a large hallway decorated with photography, sculptures, and themed art installations. Tucked in the corners of the museum were studios chock full of art supplies. They headed over to Art Lab Number 2. Welcome in. So there we have a table covered in art materials. We've got some clay. We've got colored pencils, markers, paper, and, you know, use the space however you like. Get creative. Carlos set up his laptop and grabbed a big piece of paper to take notes. The twins picked up some clay and got busy molding little animals and shrubs and trees. And so their brainstorming session began. Let's join them. So we really like to do silhouette paintings. And our aunt really wanted some for her place in Australia. So we decided to make a set of three for her. And we did a kangaroo. We did a tiger and we did an eagle. Really interesting. Why do you like silhouettes? Well, I think because, first of all, you really don't have to buy that much paint because it's just black and like <laughs> whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's really nifty. So since we were kind of really like into painting and we heard of story seeds, we combined it that um, for our story idea. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about writing, though. So, like, in the writing world, when you are trying to get a story published, a lot of times editors will ask you, well, what's your elevator pitch? And an elevator pitch is like, imagine this. Okay, we only have one minute because we're riding up in this elevator together. Tell me in one minute what your story is, and if I like it, I'll buy it. Okay, so um, we came up with um, our story together, and... It's about this girl, and for her 10th birthday, she gets this paintbrush from her kooky aunt. And since she loves to paint, she starts painting all of these silhouettes of these creatures. Mm. Um, They're like totally like creations and mixes of different animals, like a head of a tiger and a body of like a cow or something. (laughs) The dreaded tiger cow. Um, but what she doesn't realize is that every time she paints an animal, so the animals actually exist, and so it kind of opens up this gateway between, like, the magical world and the real world, so then she sees these animals, and she, like, really loves having their company, and she just paints a lot of these animals, and then one day, she gets really angry. Um, She gets really angry and then, so she paints, she takes out her feelings on the painting she's making. And so she paints this monster and the monster can come through to her world. She has to get all the kids off their phones and screens and actually imagine stuff to help get rid of the monster. Yeah, I love how well you collaborate. And so, and anger, is the cause that leads the bad monster to kind of come in. 
So I have to ask, then, what is she angry about, and how does that then lead to a bad monster coming in? So, um, at school, she is getting, like, bullied by other kids because she's always reading or doing something else that other kids aren't doing. And so she gets really angry, and she takes it out on the canvas, and she paints the monster, which allows it to come into the real world. Let me write that down. That's important. So, like, as we think of our story, we're going to set the scene. What do you picture when I say cookie odd to you? So she's kind of, like, odd. Maybe she, like, got the paintbrush from somewhere, or maybe she knew about it. Maybe the reason why she's odd, because maybe she's always saying all these things about these animals, and like no one ever like believes her. The ant sounds to me like an example of the odd person who's actually right. What kind of job does she have? Maybe it can kind of be like when she was younger, she could have been like really adventurous. And she wants to like pass that adventure on to like the girl, mm -hmm. so she can like experience all the different animals and stuff. Can you imagine like what her house might look like? It's probably a kooky house. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking it had like a little cottage. Yeah, like a, a little <laughs> chimney and then it could be like in like the woods or not. She has lots of tapestries. <laughs> so like if she's a tapestry maker, you know, yeah. she could have this huge loom in her house. <laughs> Love it. How do you think our main character is going to finally defeat the monster? Mm. Well, let's see. I think that imagination and creativity, he's kind of overpowered by all that. Mm -hmm. And so then he kind of just disappears. It's very interesting to me that the symbol of your villain is basically this technology stuff, right? What is it that you want people to take away from the story based on this idea? The reason why we thought of that idea is because every time we go on the bus, like with our mom to go to school, um, we see all these kids just like on their phones and they're barely talking to each other. And if they are talking, it's usually about their video games or like their scores or something like that. They're always just glued to their phone uh -huh. all the time. Is that the idea that the screens are too limiting? Oh, kind of. It's just that a lot of people, like, now, like, they don't really notice everything that's going around them. It's interesting. I study video games and how video games impact society as part mm -hmm. of my teaching job. And so I make games, and one of the things I can say is that games are all about, sort of like what I was saying about art, about the limitations, you know? And so, like, the reason, like, you play a game is because you created this little world that you get to enjoy or whatever. But when you do that, you are definitely missing out yeah. on all the magic that is available in the bigger world. So, like, the balance is the important thing. So I think it's a really great message that we can try to pass along. And the idea that, you know, video games aren't bad. We're not saying don't yeah. play video games. We're saying maybe do some things and play video games. Yeah. You know, do lots of different activities, though, because they'll all feed off of each other. Yeah. yeah, there are like a couple of games that are really good, like an, our mom and our sister, oh, yeah. they have this game called Wordscapes and it's really cool. We've got most everything. I think the one big thing is like, so, you know, a lot of times when we write a story, the main character starts in one place and by the end of the story, 
they've often learned something. They're a little bit wiser. What do you think they learn by this story's journey? Maybe she could learn that you kind of need to control your anger because even though like it's okay to get upset, but there's always a solution to everything. And like Zorana said, you can control your anger. She got angry because of people teasing her. So maybe she could learn that if it's okay to be who you are, then she won't necessarily would have gone angry in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you know who you are, you won't get angry at bullies because you already know your worth. And by choosing to be angry, she summons in something undesirable, right? I think yeah. It's a beautiful message. What do you think we should call our main character? Well, I was thinking of the name Arya. I don't know if Zorana has. Eh. Well, recently our cousin was born, so her name is Zari Sathara Allen. So I was thinking maybe we could like name our main character after her. Like, is there some way that we can combine these two ideas? Maybe we could do Sitharia. Yeah, that kind of works. I think that's a great name. I like it a lot. That day, Carlos left the CMA with lots of notes and a really neat story to grow. As for our twin sisters, Siri and Zorana, well, they went home inspired to paint more silhouettes. After the break, we'll catch up with Carlos and hear how he grew Siri and Zorana's story. Hello, Story Seeds listeners. My name is Noah, and I want to tell you about a podcast I host called Like You. It's a mindfulness podcast designed specifically for kids. You guessed it, like you. Mindfulness is a way of stopping to notice what's going on around you. But more importantly, what's going on inside you? Do you ever feel worried, anxious, or even angry like Sataria in Siri and Zarana's story idea? You're not alone. Everybody has those feelings sometimes. Like You is all about learning to channel those feelings. So why don't we try it right now? Will you join me? Relax your shoulders and close your eyes. Now picture a sky full of gray storm clouds. I want you to take a deep breath in and then blow all the clouds away. Imagine all that's left is a clear blue sky. Now take one more deep breath in and let out a sigh. <sighs> How do you feel now? Maybe relaxed? I hope you and your family will join me sometime soon on Like You. You can find us at likeyoupodcast.com or search for us wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Like You, mindfulness for kids. Have a happy and peaceful day and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to the Story Seeds podcast. We left off at the part where Carlos was just about to get started writing the story that he was working on with Siri and Zorana. Hi, 
Hi, Siri and Zerana. This is Carlos. I wanted to thank you again for working with me on your story. Your story seed is great. It's going to be a lot of fun to put together. I think you two are storytellers the way I'm a storyteller. I like to pack my stories full of information and jokes and fun things for the reader to spark their imaginations. And your story fits exactly in with that. One of the things I found most inspiring working with you was seeing how well you collaborated with each other. You know, it's not easy to work with somebody when you have ideas of your own, but you two were very generous to each other, and you were also very excited to include your own ideas, and both of those things are required for a good collaboration. So I hope I can join and be a third collaborator with you that's just as excited and just as good at listening. All right, well, this story isn't going to write itself, so I'm going to sign off for now. Let me just say thank you one more time, and you'll be hearing from me soon, hopefully, with a story that you really like. There's that old saying that says that two heads are better than one, but here, we have three heads. I bet you can't wait to hear the story that Carlos came up with, so get cozy, grab a snack or a paintbrush, and settle down. For the first time ever, may I present... The world premiere, no, wait, the universal premiere of Sataria's Paintbrush. Sataria's Paintbrush by Siri and Zorana Zaman and Carlos Hernandez. On her 10th birthday, Sitaria got new paints from her mother, new canvases from her father, a new easel from her grandmother, and a new painting smock from her grandfather. Thank you for my presents, said Sitaria. And then, tentatively, she asked, Did Aunt KJ give me a present? for it didn't seem possible that her favorite aunt would have forgotten her birthday. She did, said her mother. She's very sorry she couldn't be here. She's delivering a tapestry to the king and queen of Belgium. She's a very famous tapestry maker, your aunt, said her father. Sitaria rolled her eyes. Of course she knew that. But she didn't say anything, since she was trying to learn to control her temper. But, said her mother, she has a very special birthday present for you. It's waiting for you at her cottage. Can I go right now? asked Sitaria. Here's the key to her house in the forest, said her father. Sitaria, bursting with excitement, took the key and ran headlong into the forest where Aunt KJ's house was. That might sound like a dangerous thing to do, running heedlessly into a forest. But Aunt KJ lived just across the street from her house and in the smallest forest in the world. It had only one tree, an aspen so tall it tickled the clouds on their cloud bellies as they floated by. Once, Sataria's father asked Aunt KJ if you could call a forest a forest if it only had one tree. It can if I say so, replied Aunt KJ, and the next day a sign appeared in her front yard next to the aspen that said, The Aunt KJ One Tree Forest of Awesome. That settled the question for good, the way signs usually do. 
Sitaria patted the aspen and the sign as she walked up the flower-lined path to Aunt KJ's witchy little cottage. Using the key her father had given her, she let herself in. There were no walls inside Aunt KJ's house, no doors, no screens, no dividers, nothing at all to stop you from seeing one end of the house to the other. Books spilled everywhere. Art covered every inch of the wall space. Twelve robot vacuums cruised the floor, the walls, and the ceiling, constantly cleaning and making chipper little robot sounds. Aunt KJ's gigantic loom, the one she used to make her famous tapestries, stood in the center of it all. It was big enough to make a tapestry that could tell the story of the world. In fact, that was going to be Aunt KJ's very next project. And then... Sataria spotted the object of her desire on the floor, just to the left of the loom and right of an easel. A festively wrapped box, thoroughly ribboned and covered in a flock of bows. That had to be her present. Sataria wasted no time. She ran over to it, ripped the wrapping paper to shreds, reached into the box, and pulled out a paintbrush and a note with instructions. Black paint only, it read. Sataria saw a can of black paint next to the easel. On it, Aunt KJ had taped another note that said, Paint with me. Good old Aunt KJ, she thought of everything. Sataria put a fresh piece of sketch paper on the easel, dipped the brush in black paint, and then sketched a silhouette of the first thing she thought of, which happened to be a tiger cow. Why, do you ask? Did she draw a monster with the head of a tiger and the body of a cow? Because on the easel, her aunt had also left a note that said, Draw whatever you can imagine. Be wild and free with your brush. Let your creativity flow. Sitaria had never thought of a monster with the head of a tiger and the body of a cow before. She was sure her aunt would approve. When Sataria had finished, she took a step back to admire her work. It was so good, so realistic. It was almost unsettling how soulful it was. But mostly it was adorable. Oh, how she loved the tiger cow. She would be great friends with it if only it could talk. Oh, I can talk, said the tiger cow. But only you can hear me, since you're the one who painted me. I don't know about you, but if I had painted a silhouette, and the silhouette read my mind and replied to a question I hadn't even said out loud, I would be so scared, I might just hiccup my heart out of my mouth. And again, Aunt KJ is not my aunt. Sataria had learned from her aunt not only how to handle the kooky curveballs life liked to throw at her, but also to crave them. My name is Sataria, Sataria said to the tiger cow monster. I'm so happy to meet you. What's your name? The tiger cow jumped off the piece of paper. It grew to be exactly as big as a large tiger or a small cow and rubbed itself against Sataria's leg. The name's Miaomu. I'm a great friend of Aunt KJ. I can't wait until she returns from Belgium. She promised me chocolates. Oh, exclaimed Sataria. 
you know Aunt KJ. I thought I had invented you with the paintbrush. Anything you can think of, Miyamu explained, is real in the universe of silhouettes. That's my home. Your imagination and that trans-dimensional paintbrush called me from there. Sitaria had never talked to a creature from another universe before. This was a terrific birthday present. What's the universe of silhouettes like? She asked Miyamu. Oh, it's great. Everything is very easy to understand because all our issues are black and white. <laughs> it's filled with monsters like me. Well, actually, it's filled with monsters who are unlike me. No two monsters are the same where I come from. Are they all as nice as you? All except one, replied Miyamu, a black flash of fear momentarily crossing its colorless eyes. But all the others are sweethearts. I'd love for you to meet them. You can summon them with your paintbrush if you'd like. That's all Sataria needed to hear. She put new paper on the easel, dipped her brush, and spent the whole night conjuring sweet, strange monsters from an alternate dimension. The gerbil giraffe pig, the dolphin lemur sunflower, the scorpion gorilla skunk potato, and scores more. It's a great way to spend your birthday summoning trans-dimensional silhouette monsters. Ask your parents if that can be your next birthday party. I can't wait to show off all my new silhouette friends to the kids at school, Sataria thought, as she headed early to school the next day. Sataria's school was right next to Aunt KJ's house and the Aunt KJ One Tree Forest of Awesome. She walked to school every day. However, she had never walked to school while leading an army of silhouette monsters before. As she marched into the playground, she imagined a chorus of woos and haws and wows and holy guacamoles rising up as the other kids saw the army of sweetheart pitch black monsters following her. But as she walked onto the playground, she heard nothing. And that's because there were no kids there. Sataria smacked her forehead. I should have known, she thought. Everyone's in the media center, probably on plick plock. The kids had a choice whether to play outside or use the media center before school started. Why did they always choose the media center? Thought Sataria. But she was sure they'd come out to the playground once they knew the amazing sights that awaited them. So... She took out her own phone and went on to Plick-Plock to message just about everyone in school. Hey, everyone! I got a magic paintbrush for my birthday that can summon living silhouette monsters from another universe. Come out to the playground to meet them! That should do it. They should be running out any second now. All she had to do was wait. So she waited. And waited. And waited some more. Didn't they get your message? asked Miyamu. Don't they want to meet us? asked the gerbil giraffe pig. Don't they want to be our friends? asked the dolphin lemur sunflower. What is more important than friendship? asked the scorpion gorilla skunk potato. Maybe they didn't get my text, said Sataria, so she sent it again. 
this time, she got a response. Kids started blocking her. Five, ten, twenty, thirty-seven, fifty-eight, seventy-seven block notifications filled the screen of her phone. She also got a few replies back. Liar, wrote Katie Lee. Lol, no, wrote Emma Vasquez. Try hard, wrote Abe Shuvo. But the most painful response came from Olivia Taylor, the best friend she'd made at school so far. Olivia texted her, If you're going to make stuff up, see, you should at least make it believable. Roared Sataria. She had never been so angry in all her life. Call me a liar, will you? She shouted. I'll show you all. She lay a fresh piece of paper on the ground, took out her transdimensional paintbrush, and started to paint a new silhouette. She didn't think. She let her wrath guide her brush. And in no time at all, she completed the most horrible silhouette anyone had ever painted. Hey, said Miaomu, that silhouette looks a lot like... But Miaomu was eaten before it could finish its sentence. The monstrosity that Sitaria had drawn jumped off the page and enveloped the tiger cow. This most frightening of silhouettes was as big as a thundercloud, billowing and blustering, a smoking hurricane of anger incarnate. It had red eyes, even though Sitaria hadn't used any red to paint it. Sitaria, though afraid, tried to reason with it first. Uh, hello, Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud, she said. It would be really great if you could uneat my pal Miyamu and just be friends with everybody. I could do that, said Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. Or I could eat everything and everybody. Yeah, you know what? I'll do that. It surrounded gerbil giraffe pig. It engulfed dolphin lemur sunflower. It enclosed scorpion gorilla skunk potato. And one by one, the silhouettes were absorbed into Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud and were gone. Still hungry, said Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. It looked at Sataria and licked its smoking chops. But then its red eye settled on the paintbrush. Dang it! The paintbrush protects you! And you look so delicious, too. What a pity! Well, this is a school. There have got to be other yummy kids around here somewhere! And like a hungry black tornado that wants to eat children, it flew through one of the school's open windows. Uh-oh! Sataria said, panicking. She needed to save her school from the monster she created, and fast. But how? I wonder what Aunt KJ would do in a situation like this. But then she snapped her fingers. I don't have to wonder. I can ask her. She didn't have much time. The double doors to the school burst open, and every kid in her school ran out as if they were being chased by a monster, which made sense, since they were being chased by, you guessed it, Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. They ran around the playground, screaming for their lives. I have to hurry, 
said Sataria. Wasting no more time, she drew the quickest silhouette she'd ever drawn. A silhouette of Aunt KJ. Hello, my genius niece, said the silhouette. I was just telling the king and queen of Belgium how wonderful you are. But I'm not wonderful, Sataria said through her tears. I got angry and released a terrifying shadow cloud into the world with the paintbrush you gave me. We all get angry sometimes, her aunt consoled her. The important thing is to make amends. In this case, that means defeating the shadow monster. How do I do that? You need a lightning force of positive imagination. Summon as many sweet monsters from the trans-dimensional universe as fast as you can. The more you use your imagination to summon them, the smaller the shadow monster will become. Get some friends to help you. But I only have one brush, wailed Sataria. You can always paint more, said Aunt KJ. Then, like a spot of water drying, she faded into patches, smaller and smaller, until she disappeared off the page. But now Sataria knew what to do. She painted silhouettes of paintbrushes, dozens and dozens of them, one for every kid in the playground. They popcorned off the canvas, and since they were made of paint, they were ready to use. As the panicking children ran past her, she handed them paintbrush silhouettes as if she were passing batons in a relay race. Draw whatever you can imagine, Sataria told them. Be wild and free with your brush. Let your creativity flow. This is how we can destroy the monster. No, yelled Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. If you stop to draw, I'll catch you and eat. That was enough of a threat to keep most kids running. But Olivia, who was very brave, and who also was feeling pretty bad about what she'd said to Sataria, decided to trust her friend. She stopped running and quickly drew a silhouette of the first thing that came to mind. A shark dog coconut. Hi, shark dog coconut said to her, though only she could hear it. "'No!' screamed Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. It let out a terrific hiccup, and out of its mouth came flying the scorpion gorilla skunk potato. "'I'm shrinking!' It was true. After hiccuping, Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud became a slightly smaller, slightly less terrifying shadow cloud. "'Aunt KJ was right! It's working!' shouted Sataria. Everyone, keep drawing! Now the kids believed her, so they scattered all over the playground and began to paint with their brushes. They drew scores and scores of wildly creative silhouettes. Katie Lee painted a man-eating koala turtle. Emma Vasquez painted a pogo-stick platypus. And each time anyone finished a silhouette, Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud hiccuped and shrank. Out flew dolphin lemur sunflower from its mouth. Next, gerbil giraffe pig came hurtling out. And then, as Abbas Shuvo finished his silhouette of a winged bologna sandwich, Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud hiccuped up Meow Moo. Boy, am I glad to be back, said Meow Moo. But what are we going to do with that? 
it pointed a hoof at the monster formerly known as Mr. Terrifying Shadow Cloud. It had reverted to its original tiny form, a silhouette of a mosquito with the head of a kitten. Meowbzzz, said Mosquito Kitten. Please don't squash me. Do you promise to be good from now on? Sataria asked it. Heck no, meowbzzz. I'm half mosquito and half kitten. That makes me 100% evil. Well, Sataria reasoned, I think we'd better keep you small and manageable then. That's probably best for everyone concerned, the mosquito kitten conceded. Sataria looked around the playground. Now that the danger had passed, the kids were talking to and playing with and having a great time with their silhouettes. Each kid had a special bond with the silhouettes they had painted, for only they could hear them speak. It was like they were able to converse directly with their imaginations for the first time in their lives. Sorry for calling you a liar, Katie Lee said to her while hugging her man-eating koala turtle. Sorry for being rude to you, said Emma Vasquez while scratching the pokestick platypus's neck. I'm the tryhard, not you, said Abishuvo while painting a silhouette of a tomato to put on the winged bologna sandwich. And the most satisfying apology came from Olivia Taylor, who said, while giving the shark dog coconut a piggyback ride, I am never going to doubt you again, Sataria. I hope you can forgive me. I'll forgive you all, said Sataria, if you'll forgive me for getting angry and unleashing a terrifying shadow monster upon the world. Deal, said every kid on the playground. Sataria vowed, then and there, to use her anger more productively from now on. To help her remember, she would keep Miyamu by her side and, in her back pocket, an itty-bitty mosquito kitten silhouette monster. It was 100% evil, but now it was small and manageable, and even, in its own way, kind of cute. possibilities. And that's why we have created an Imagination Lab activity kit for you, dear listener. You can download it at www.storyseedspodcast.com. 
It's full of creative prompts for you to continue growing Siri and Zorana's story seed, plus bonus content about silhouette paintings and chimera, and space for you to brainstorm your own hybrid creatures. I'd love to hear what crazy combinations you came up with. A uh, dolphin pig? A uh, palm tree kangaroo? A uh, seaweed frog? Well, just give me a call at the Story Seeds hotline at 646-389-5153 and tell me a bit about your idea and share what you've written. Or email me at storyseedspodcast at literarysafari.com for a chance to be published. On that note, it's time for me to go interview Carlos Hernandez. On our next episode of Story Seeds, you can catch my interview with him as we go behind the scenes to hear more about his writing life. Then, the week after that, I'll be back with Susan Mowadi Daraj and 12-year-old Salaf as they grow a mystery set in a New York City theater. Last thing, if you enjoyed this episode of Story Seeds, how about writing us a little review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? It sure helps other kids and families find our show and makes us very happy. Story Seeds is a literary safari production. Thank you to Children's Museum of the Arts New York for its support of this episode of the Story Seeds podcast. This episode was produced by Sandhya Nankani, Anjali Sakrani, and Kayla Fedison. Scoring, mixing, and sound design is by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. Our theme music is composed and performed by Andrew Van Weingarten. Field audio was recorded by James Boo, and I am your host, Betsy Bird. Until we meet again, keep growing that imagination. On Story Seeds, you're in control of your destiny. Adventures you design, where your dreams can grow a little more each time. On Story Seeds.